Howdy and welcome in. This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer and I'm the host Adam Steiner. This is a podcast dedicated to the home building industry, bringing builders and buyers together through advice and education. Um, quick note, I should say I started saying howdy ironically just because I thought it was funny. I'm not actually from the South and now like I can't stop saying it. It's just like part of my normal verbiage and um, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. I feel like admitting it in front of this crowd is probably good and healthy. But there we there we go. That's that's the explanation to the start here. Um, this episode, I wanted to address something I hear so so often in meetings, um, and I I think there needs to be a little framework around this because it's um, I I don't know that many people know this. Um, th- this is more on the client side. I think most builders know this, um, but that is. Um, I hear often in meetings, I want a walkout or I want a, um, we don't want a walkout. We, we want a, um, flat lot, you know, um, we don't want anybody getting in our basement, you know, vice versa. But the, the troubling thing is there's nothing wrong with that, that statement. The troubling thing is they've already got their sights set on a piece of land and they don't know whether or not that piece of land services the condition they want. And that's, that's like so troubling for me because it can be so expensive to try and do something that your land doesn't want to do. Um, I'm a horrible baseball player. Um, but I watch plenty of baseball and from what I hear, like with baseball, what you're supposed to do with, with like if a pitcher is pitching you outside, you're supposed to just try and hit the ball that direction. So you'd push it to the opposite field. If he's pitching you inside, you want to get your hands around and try and pull the ball um, to the same side of the field. If he's pitching right down the middle, you want to hit it back in the middle. That's how I feel about land, that um, you should most try and do what your your land wants to do and not force it into something that it's not um, ready or willing to do. Um, so, um, let's start though. First, before I get into like cost and, um, why this is a big problem, I think I need to explain like, so how a home is set from an elevation standpoint. Um, what happens when a surveyor, typically what they'll get is a lot number, and then a foundation plan that has the outline of the home, the builder will say, I have building this home, this lot, give me a survey. Um, so the surveyor will look at a few things. If there's a grading plan, they will pull up that. Um, if there is, if they've done topography, they'll pull up that. And then um, they're also looking at the, the two biggest factors they want to make sure that work is um, the water runoff and the driveway slope. Um, those are the, the two big limiting factors to surveys, whether or not a piece of land will work. Um, so let's start with water runoff. Um, water runoff, what you want is for every drop of water that lands on your property to be able to drain off that property completely by gravity. What you don't want is have to pump water away from your home. Um, that That's a really messy situation. So Draining away from gravity. I think code minimum slope away from the home is somewhere around 2%. Um, that's off the top of my head. That could be wrong. But your code restricts you that um, the, the grade away from the home needs to be sloping downward. Um, and then 
the maximum slope you want like to effectively run a lawnmower is about three or four to one. So dropping one foot in every three to four feet. Um, you get more than that and it starts to feel pretty steep. So you can see that the limiting factors here, that like the guardrails on either end of um, you don't want it too shallow or water's coming back to your home. You don't want it too steep um, where you can't effectively have a yard or anything. Um, the steeper it gets, the more you're looking at uh, retaining walls and things like that. So things can get really expensive. Um, and then another big factor in the water runoff is you can't really touch the lot lines. So let's assume you have a lot where homes are built on either side and behind you. Um, your property lines, those grades are set. Those are finished homes. Somebody's got a yard there. Uh, maybe sprinkler systems are in. Like You can't say, hey, we need to lower the back corner a foot and a half. Um, well, you can, but it's just really hard to do. You we need to lower this back corner a foot and a half so my yard can drain. Um, it just gets really, really tricky. So this is why subdivisions have grading plans when they're designed so that everybody can nicely work together. And this is why cities want to work back toward those grading plans, don't really want builders to vary from them. And why I'm such a big proponent of get a grading plan before you buy a lot, know all that information. But the, the big point is that... Um, your your lot lines can't really change. So your surveyor needs to find a way to get the water from immediately next to your home, away from that lot. And then if all your neighbors are way higher than what your land is sitting right now, you know, that might be really tricky. Um, there's, there's just situations that, that make it hard. And you, you can see back to the original question now, um, okay, if if I bought a completely flat lot and I want to make it into a walkout and jack the house out of the ground six feet, um, and I'm just shedding all this water immediately onto my neighbors that are way lower than me, like you can see why that's going to cause a problem or vice versa. Um, there's just a lot of factors to consider here. So then if we're getting into like the practicality of it, what, what should I look for to make sure my surveyor can find this path that, you know, this way to get the water to drain off the lot? Um, I would say three things to steer clear of. Um, and that's one, a lot that's too low. Like if, if you're considerably lower than your neighbor's homes, you can see like they they look like they're natural grades and well fit into the subdivision. And then you look at the land that you want to buy and it's just much lower than that. Um, you might have a problem. You might need to bring in a bunch of fill material, which can be expensive um, in hauling and trucking costs. Um, and it could just be a lot of extra work. Um, number two is a lot that's too steep. Um, so the steeper it is, the more you're running past that three to one, four to one mark, you know, it's, um, it, it gets really hard to maintain a yard. So then you're putting in retaining walls. Um, the, the foundation costs can get more if you're having to run taller foundation walls. So I would say any, any lot, let's just say a normal city lot, you know, 0.2 to 0.3 acres, um, if the lowest point to the highest point in that lot is somewhere between like eight and 10 feet of elevation difference, um, that's, that's something that's, it's not a red flag. It's a yellow flag, something to look into. Let's double check if it's, if it's getting to the 15, 20 feet mark. Um, yeah, you've got a very, very steep lot and you're going to need to factor in things like retaining walls and uh, all that fun stuff. Um, and then the last one and the, the trickiest one, in my personal opinion is something that's back sloping. So, a lot or home site that where the back lot line is higher in elevation than the curb. Um, and what, what that does is it's um, why it makes it so tricky is because then you've got all this water 
that wants to rush toward your home. So then you need to make, um, set your Taba foundation really high um, along that back wall so that the backyard isn't taking on water. The back wall of the home isn't taking on water. You can have a gentle slope that um, in the backyard that then kicks the water to the sides and drains down the front of the home. That's all great. But the more you raise it, now the more we've raised the garage. Um, and now what gets tricky is the garage is you know getting higher and higher above the curb and then raising that driveway slope, especially as you're looking at um, these, you know, quote unquote standard city lots. Um, it gets, it gets hard if your setback is 40 feet, 30 feet, whatever it is, um, to really make up that much ground. If you raise the home a foot or two to make up that much ground and driveway slope. So that's a good segue to our second limiting factor. So surveyor, they're looking at water runoff and driveway slope. So as soon as they find a elevation that suits your home and they feel like um, water can drain off, they're going to check the driveway slope. Um, you don't want a zero driveway slope because then water is pooling on your driveway. So typically I see like between 2 and 8% um, is kind of that magic number um, for what a driveway slope should be. Once you get above 10%, it's getting pretty steep. Some cities and towns won't even let you build above 10%. Um, especially in, um, colder winter climates. If you're thinking about snow and ice in a driveway, that, that can be, um, scary at times to, um, get a driveway that steep. Um, so let going back to our back sloping scenario, if you have this lot where you've, you've had to raise the back wall of your foundation up a bit, you know, because the back lot line is so much higher, um, then you're raising the garage floor and then you find out the driveway slopes at 14% or, um, oh, sorry, percent slope is just the feet rise in a hundred feet. So 10% slope would be 10 feet up over a hundred foot run, um, or one foot up in 10. Um, so give you a frame of reference. The, um, so then what we do in these scenarios, backsloping lot, is we will typically drop the garage relative to the home. Um, so the garage floor and your main floor, instead of being, you know, between 18 inches difference, it's now two and a half, three feet. I've seen some that are even four feet, which which is fine. And what you need to do um, if you have a lot like this, the, the backsloping lot, um, but what it what it does is one you'll have more steps from your garage into your mudroom um, or into your home. You'll have more steps on the front porch, and then architecturally, you really need to consider what it's doing to the house. If you drop that garage floor two feet, you've then got two more feet of garage face that's sticking out right in front. Um, it really needs to be addressed architecturally um, so it doesn't look like a sore thumb, something that, you know, <laughs> just really, really <laughs> sticks out. Um, I've seen some homes that, yeah, I, I don't love, um, <laughs> because of garage drops. And, um, yeah, if you, if you have this condition, make sure and, and pay attention to that. Um, look at it, note it as you're, as you're going through the design phase. Um, so back to the original question then, um, if you, you have this lot and you don't know the site condition, these are the reasons why it gets really expensive, costly, time-consuming to 
try and make your lot into something else. If you have a flat lot, want to make it a walkout, is the city going to allow you to do it? Maybe. Um, but what this means is your foundation is way out of the ground. You're bringing in a ton of fill material to then build up the ground around the home. You've got a pretty big dropped garage um, to accommodate for the natural slope back to the curb. Um, these are all hypothetical uh, examples, but this is what I'm thinking of when when a client is saying things like this. Um, uh, vice versa, if you... Um, have a lot that's naturally a walkout lot and um, you don't want a walkout. You don't want people having a potential, another entrance into your home for security reasons, all that. I understand it. Um, but what that means is, again, you're bringing in a lot of fill to build up the backyard. Um, it, it may not be possible based on your city's grading plan. Like these are, these are all questions you need to be asking as you're looking for the home site. Um, the biggest thing I would say is talk to your builder and surveyor, um, before you purchase a lot. Um, builders are usually great at this. Um, I will be their advocate in this corner. Most of the builders I work with, um, they can walk a piece of land without a topographic survey and get a pretty good feel for, um, if it is going to be a walkout, lookout, um, Whatever. So I, I would walk a piece of land with your builder um, and then get a survey and or grading plan. Just make sure those match what you're seeing on site, what your builder's seeing on site. Um, be asking these good questions beforehand before you lock yourself into spending a lot of money paying for, um, you know, something that you're more or less going to be stuck with um, hundreds of thousands of dollars for um you know, this piece of land. So just make sure it's, it works. Um, ask the right questions. Um, if you find that your builder doesn't want to do these things, find a builder that will, um, I would say most builders would do a site walk for free. Um, and that's, that's pretty industry standard. So, um, find one that does. Yeah. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. How to reach out to me is info at buildervsbuyer.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at buildervsbuyer. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, also, guys, I have a very exciting December coming up. I can't share too, too many details. Not everything is locked in stone yet, but um, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff going on with the podcast this next month. So it's it's kind of all happening at once um so as i as i get to those things i will be sure to announce them here and on my social channels and stuff but uh yeah follow along and um thank you for listening lastly thanks as always to andrew michael metter for the music